Hello and welcome to this exciting episode of Pop Salsa Spoiler Cast. What are we going to call ourselves now? <laughs> right, yeah, that, that's the <laughs> big idea. <laughs> that's right, isn't okay. it? Okay, um, j- just for reference, I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy Ernesto. Hey, 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 hey. So the way we usually used to do this is that one week we would do Pop Salsa, which is a bi-weekly entertainment uh, podcast. We talk about and discuss uh, the weekly entertainment news. And then we would alternate with Hot Takes, a spoiler cast, which we would have a discussion on a film or TV show. Yeah. But we recently decided to merge the two in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there, it's the year's winding down. There really isn't a lot of news going on. Um, there, I mean, I guess the big movie of the month was Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Ernesto seen it twice. I still haven't seen it. I don't really care about watching it or anything. So no pot, no hot takes, spoiler <laughs> cast for that. But <laughs> but we're here to uh, see how this rolls because uh, see that's the thing. I don't like. I'm not saying it's not going to work because that's how we used to do it. But yeah. like it's been a year of us doing the same, you know, dynamic. Right and now we're we're switching it, which. Hey, it's going to be a little fun experiment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. End of the year experiment. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, there's a little bit of news to talk about. Uh, you know, there's a little bit, you know, the small fall- fallout of the Henry Cavill return to Superman. Fallout. Uh, Amy well, Amy Adams mm. hasn't been approached yet. Well, at least that's what she says. Right, right. Yeah, and, and she hasn't been approached to return as Lois Lane, which I feel like... They have to fucking get on it because she was awesome as Lois Lane as well. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, see, I, I love her as Lois Lane, but I I could also see that she's a uh, she's from the Snyder era of mm. uh, right. So I I could see how they would keep Henry, but uh, recasting is well within the realm of possibility. I wouldn't want them to recast though. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, who would you want recast as? Oh, would you want um, if they do recast? Lois, mm. it's like anyone, anyone really would. Uh, well, what well, I just, I just feel like she did such an amazing job, you know, to portray a more modern Lois Lane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who know, who've seen movies, especially like the movies from the seventies, or in, even in the comics, like Lois Lane is this Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, right? But she can't fucking figure out that the person who sits across from her is Superman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember the cartoon where it's like, how did someone like you from Smallville decide to get a job like this? And it's just this swole look. Not, well, just looking at him, he's all swole at the anime yeah. stuff, but also that he just tends to disappear. It, it, it's funny. It's just... Yeah, it's um that whole trope of, you know, Superman, Clark Kent puts on his glasses and we can't recognize the god behind <laughs> behind them <laughs> is it like I see. That's the thing is like we always laugh at it mm-hmm. because in the real world, a glasses isn't really that big of a disguise. But I'm sure you've seen pictures online of celebrities who have a typical look, and then all of a sudden they decide to do something different, right? And you're like, who the fuck is this person? Right. You know? like, even with haircuts or even with just yeah. clothes. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right. That from our point of view, it's hilarious. Right. You're just looking at him like what, he's he's humongous compared to the exactly. other humans. Right. Even Perry's not as humongous. But no. if you see the glasses, like you said, I mean, if you I've seen you your glasses your whole life. I mean, my whole life, I've seen you in glasses. So if you took them mm-hmm. off, I'd be like, whoa, what the heck? Well, let's see. Oh. 
Do I look any different? Oh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do actually. Um, it's it, I don't know. It, it's maybe it's just humans' facial. Re- we're just used to something, and then if you suddenly change it, like the show, it it, it just we don't get used to it. Well, that's the thing. I was going to mention that it happened to me actually mm. by a, a mutual friend of ours. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but uh, for forever and ever, I known her to wear a, a hijab. Mm. That should tell you who that is, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, one day, uh, we're at a party and she shows up without the hijab. I'm like, who is this person? Why is she, why is she coming near me? Like, why is she coming near me? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. The first time I saw her, I was like, whoa, you have nice yeah. hair. <laughs> I like, I didn't know what to say. I was just like, oh, cool. So I could just imagine, yeah, Lois, at least in the animated, not, not figuring out with the glasses. <laughs> but like, you can, you can see how you wouldn't. Even someone from, even from some from Smallville, right? This big, really mm-hmm. country bumpkin mentality when it comes to city slickers, right? There's not you don't really think much of them because they're from a part like the country. So. Yeah, totally. And I, I felt like I've I've read somewhere that the the genius behind Superman's disguise is that it's so simple we overlook it. You know, like the the people around him are overlook it, it because it's that it's just some guy with glasses to them. Yeah. There's nothing. Well, I mean, I was gonna say there's nothing uh, spectacular about him, but he's a fucking Adonis. Right, <laughs> right. If like Adonis walks in, so it's, it's, uh, it's like in the vein of Spider-Man. But at least in Spider-Man, uh, they they have their contrasting personalities, so to speak. Like you have Spider-Man who's outgoing and stuff like that, who's very extracurricular, and then you have Peter Parker who's kind of the quiet photographer. So you don't really yeah. make that connection. Uh, See, kinda, but yeah. at least with Peter Parker, with Spider-Man, he has like a full mask and bodysuit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's something like actually covering facial features and stuff like that. Was was Superman? It's just a pair of glasses, right? It's just a pair of glasses, and uh, I guess his uh, his personality, which is which is fairly similar as well, isn't it? Like he Clark Kent acts the same as Superman and vice versa. Pretty much, it's like that. Uh, you know, good old boy, schoolboy. <laughs> boy scout mentality that he represents let's say i guess america you know because like that's where the 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 character was supposed to be the truth justice in the american way right yeah a personification of what america strives to be in a, in some some way truly yeah I, um, I hope they do that if they recap i don't know lois i feel like the actor will, will do a pretty good job with james gunn's tutelage but also i do wish that they do that like you said, the Boy Scout kind of dad joking kind of Superman with him. Because I, I do love yeah. that Superman. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, do you feel, okay, now that you've seen Black Panther, hmm. do you feel like you have some fatigue for Marvel films or superhero films in general? Uh, not really. And I do see that term no? thrown around a lot. Yeah, there was a, an article released recently uh, describing, or not describing, they took a poll and oh god the, the issue with with polls is like who the fuck is stupid enough to take a poll <laughs> yeah. right who has the time to sit there and answer a series of questions pertaining to this stupid ass subject yeah I, but I, yeah <laughs> they uh the article is uh implicating and it, it broke down everybody who um who took the poll into like four categories, like a like a novice, <laughs> the, the the super fan, and the intellectual. I think was a, a term. Right, from this, right. Uh, yeah, and it basically broke down the the four different types of uh, fan bases <laughs> within what that that took the poll, which is 
it's would a, you really want to do that? No, yeah, it's already weird because you you already signal that this poll is for people who don't understand uh, the the comic dynamic, right? Not in a way where yeah. it, they're like dumb dums or anything, but it, it's it's just to inform well, them. Well, when it comes to this, I suppose so. If you want to say not dumb dums, but you know, someone who doesn't have who has lives. To not just sit there and read comics and stuff like that. Yeah, so, <laughs> somebody who has life. Yeah, who has wow. their who has their life figured out, where we don't have to worry about. Hey, this is the dynamic between Dark Side and Thanos, right? Who has conversations with like, <laughs> like just. But uh, yeah, it, it is weird to have them categorized for different. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I was trying to recall one of them, but it's just like one's the the rose colored eyes person, who just sees every Marvel or DC property as great. <clears throat> yeah, so here are the, 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 the categories. Advocates, the intentionalists, the culturist, and the flirt. And the flirt. <laughs> I guess these pretty much uh, tell you what they're, they are. Right. Um, and it's, it's, and it, it, it lists examples of different types of fan bases for each one. Like uh, the flirt would be The Office, SpongeBob, Gilmore Girls, <laughs> South Park, I don't know the fuck. But, like, fandom in itself is a, you know, you're part of a team. Right. And the, the thing with teams is that it's, it's the classic example of that one meme where it's a comic strip and the guy picks up a banner and it says Team A. And some guy walks by with a banner that says Team B. And all he does is like, hey, man, how's it going? And then in the last panel, the guy who's, like, just picked up the Team A banner to the Team B banner guy is like, wow, fuck that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so. yeah, exactly. So it's it's that and it's also it's far more complicated to be putting it in different, I guess, classes kind yeah, of deal. Because I, yeah, I read in the article, reading the article, I was like, this is interesting. Let me see what under what category I fall into. Right. And I don't really fall into any of these categories. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I because, yeah, sorry. <laughs> No, it's because, like, for me, I'm a little bit of everything. Like, I'm an advocate. I'm a flirt. I'm an intern, internalist, international, intentionalist, and then I'm a culturist. Mm. Like, there's aspects of fandom that appeal to me of the wide variety of fandom, you know? Right. And I feel like that's the typical person. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, I do feel like that's the typical person. Uh, for, for me, personally, it's like a switch, Right, like I, yeah. I have a lot of discipline when it comes to this fandom stuff, and when it, it depends on the conversation we're having. Like I can be a flirt, and a majority of the time I am a flirt. You know, I'm just watching clips. I'm not watching the mm-hmm. full-on episode of South Park. I'm just looking at. It. I'm just kind of in the the, the distance and looking in. But when it comes under what category mm-hmm. does um, putting on lower decks in the background for twenty four seven fall under? <laughs> uh, I think we need to make a new category. It's the lower decker. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I, I I could see how someone would... It's like pets, right? You can be the one who's very eccentric about it, and you can be whoever the, the flirty about it. But yeah. I, I, I'm very wary on articles that uh, try to quantify something like fandom into something that's easily understandable. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you know, whenever a big major movie comes out, that should be your your pointy your reference point of to how chaotic a fan, the fan bases are of, of anything. Right. You know? Unfortunately, the the ones who are 
the most negative, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. the ones who are just ready to bash anything for the sake of bashing anything are the most toxic. But I feel like that's true in, you know, every culture, not just fan based fandom culture. Yeah. Um, the, the, the ones who are the loudest are the ones who get the most attention despite what ever is their message you know be it good or bad yeah yeah absolutely it's it's like star wars fandom comes to mind the first thing is uh, that that you see uh i suppose media or i suppose just anyone really see the most toxic most vile aspects of star wars as the whole rather than a uh, a part of it so i, I try yeah. not to say that yeah those star wars fans which makes it feel like you sum it up everyone under one umbrella Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's the easy way, you know, because yeah. looking at, at things in the reality where it, it is more of the black and white, I mean, it is more of a gray rather than just a pure black and white, doesn't really, you know, it, it doesn't really answer the, the, the question of of the type of fan base that's out there. Right. You know, if, you, if you're trying to solely categorize, the, the like you said, the Star Wars fan base, just because some insane people, you know, just so happen to blast out horrific shit on social media, and then boom, everybody who's a Star Wars fan gets grouped into that. Yeah, yeah. It's and when I went to celebration, I was expecting that. I was expecting that. I was expecting everyone to scoff at like a Ray cosplay or something like that. But and most of the part, it wasn't that because, in the end of the day, it's a celebration of Star Wars, and we and it all has flaws. But we don't yeah. try to have that flaw encompass and toxic, uh, not toxic, and uh, poison our fandom, right? Kind of deal. We're yeah. just there to to enjoy stuff. So when it comes to enjoying things, I, I don't really have superhero fatigue, just because Superman is vastly different with anyone in Marvel's slate, and vice versa. Yeah, like I mean, the the big contrast that this article makes is that because the MCU is pretty much a cut and paste of itself, and we've had twenty. What, seven, 27, eight movies now? Yeah, 28, 27, yeah. And and it focuses on the DC aspect of things where the fan base team uh, seems to have a more positive reaction when it's like a standalone mm-hmm. film rather than an overarching story, which is what you know the DC 10-year plan is, what they're trying to do now. They're, they're trying to do now. I see. <laughs> I, I don't understand that because who, who wouldn't want to see all your superheroes on one screen? Right, yeah. and like to see the even with Snyder stuff, the Holy Trinity, just seeing them all in one screen, it, it's something that it's this is not a standalone. Like, there's a lot of stuff that accumulated were supposed to accumulate to that point. So I, yeah. I I feel like that everyone wants to see their toys in the same toy box. They don't want it's standalones, sure, but you got to look at DC standalones that they've had, like the Batman, Joker. Black Adam, Aquaman, Shazam, like a lot of them are, are are good standalones, but the end product I feel, especially with DC, is to have a, a crossover at some point. Yeah, I mean, like obviously the success of Marvel of the MCU was being able to to bring that like those crossovers characters and stuff like that in the big overarching story that they had structured. Right. But you know, that is that is replicated from the comics. Mm-hmm. We like we all know that you know, you know Iron Man has his own issues, like I mean comic book issues, not like he's an alcoholic or like that. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but it was, it was what I'm saying. You know, like uh, the Hulk has his own series, uh, Captain America has his own series, and then eventually they figure out a way to bring them together right. to be the Avengers. Mm-hmm. The same with DC, but I feel like 
for me at least, DC has better graphic novels than Marvel. Hmm. You look at the Killing Joke. You look at oh. uh, the Watchmen. You look at the Dark Knight Returns. Right, one offs. Like these one offs. That's what that's that's what I mean by um, graphic novels. That they're one offs. You know, so why not use that as a template? Make these really good, strong, powerful stories, and then figure out a way to you know, like like what Black Adam was perfect. Right. Just a little tag at the end. Hey. You can't destroy me. Well, I'm going to send somebody from outside this planet. Boom. And walk super. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, see, the, th- the thing with one-offs is that it, it builds from decades of knowledge. Right? Like the yeah. ones you listed, you you know Batman. And you know like, what if Batman was in a kind of alteritarian, kind of fascist state. Right? The yeah. same with Watchmen. Same with the Joker. Like what if the Joker, we follow the Joker more, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes to film, I feel like you need to build that first and then have one-offs. So what they're doing now, they're building the reputation with the one-offs. But at some point, they're going to have to have them coincide. And it's like the good one-offs are based on previous works. Like what if the Joker came out before any Batman comic book and you didn't know who Batman was? Like it, it really wouldn't lend credence to the whole there's always the joker there's always the batman kind of dynamic well if you look at the joker right mm. 2019 joaquin phoenix um todd phillips yeah if you take everything that has to do with you know batman references and stuff like that out of it the movie still works because the stories of a broken man does it though you know? like if what if it's called it what if it called it's called sick man Instead of the Joker, right? You know, instead of the Joker and not Gotham, it's New York City. Then the, yeah. the dynamic changes because uh, when you think DC, I, I feel you think good and evil. And when you have mm-hmm. the Joker that tosses a complete huge monkey wrench at that dynamic, like who is really good and evil. But when you, if you do take out the Joker, it, it becomes um, like a pandering film. Like look at how poor he is. Look how bad he is. But since he's the Joker then you know that you he's, he's sympathetic in a way like he, the light changes right it's it, it feels like it's it's a regular person and then it's a mythos kind of contrast to it i get what you're saying there like obviously the the fact that the character is the joker adds a lot to it you know yeah. i'm not saying that that uh if you take everything out the movie's going to work 100 yeah. percent. obviously you have to tweak it a bit but like look at in the world we're living in today. You mm. know, LA has a massive homeless po- homeless people population. Yeah, it's a problem. And how many of those people? Uh, how many of these people have been in a bad situation that goes from bad to worst? And I feel like that's what the Joker is. It's, he's in a bad situation, and he goes from bad to worst. Yeah, yeah, because he's the Joker, right? He he's but he's he, he's it the could ma- be well, he's the mouthpiece of that that uh, downtrodden generation. I guess generation, but that down that. That he's the voice to those people, right? He's yeah. he's the mythos. He's the ideological character, as Superman was the ideology of like America and how we perceive ourselves. But if you take that out and he's just a man, it's it it just it becomes a story about just a guy slowly going insane, kind of kind of deal. It's it's like I watched Smile and it's essentially the same thing where she's losing her yeah. mind. But if you what if you do Martha Wayne? And put that in front of it, then it becomes even more different context. But now you have he has she has a kid, she has a family. Thomas, she's in Gotham, and all those mythos start linking up. 
but I, I'm 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 trying to think of a film that's similar to Joker, but uh, along like maybe Rain Man. I don't know. I, 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 was Ray, I don't think Rayman was that. Like, no, that it, well, the thing is, it's, probably, there's, it's just a person, right? If you put the Joker probably, in front of his name instead of uh, Rain Man, you know he, at the end of the line he's going to go insane. He's going to break. I was thinking like Memento. I haven't seen Memento. You've never seen <laughs> no, Memento? No, I haven't okay. seen Memento. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, well, is it backwards, right? It, it's a it's a time travel kind of film where he's learning his memories backwards. Is that a... I'm sorry. Yeah, it's um, it's basically a movie told in reverse, mm. where the guy, uh, I think he, somebody murders his girlfriend or something, his wife, and he tattoos himself or he writes on himself things that happen. And as he's discovering like the shit he brought on his body, mm. it unlocks more of what actually happened to to his wife. But what I'm saying is like that's just a guy who has a oh, fuck. What I forgot what what does he have that doesn't his short-term memory is shot completely. Mm-hmm. That's why he has to ride on himself. Right. So you take a, a worse, a bad a guy in a bad situation, you know, doesn't have any short-term memory and you make it worse. His significant others murdered. Mm-hmm. And then you have to figure out how it is that, you know, he gets there. Mm-hmm. And the same with the Joker. Right. You get a guy who's clearly mentally ill and he's, thrust into this fucked up system that doesn't really care about him. We saw that that scene in the when he's talking to the social worker mm-hmm. and she's all like, look, I'm going to be real with you. You're pretty much fucked. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody's going to help you and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when it starts becoming like, oh, like the movie points itself to it feels bad for this guy. Feel feel bad yeah, for totally. him. I yeah, feel like the whole world sucks. Everything sucks. Then what's the development really? Like the only develop if you see him like, like say for example he it's a man in a bad situation he's gonna crack, that's really the end of the the story. But since he's the Joker, how is he gonna crack? What is he gonna do to thrust him into that personality? See, it, the the thing is, the Joker name has a lot of baggage to it already. I yeah. I, I get with a regular a regular dude would go in there and you know, the same circumstances, but would it be compelling if he wasn't wearing a clown mask or he wasn't laughing? It'll just be it, a dude with mental be. illness, but since he's the Joker, that's like a whole persona that's like, if you have a film with just Bruce Wayne, right, and then you just see you see him crack and trying to break yeah. and he becomes Batman in the end. It's the same kind of like a credence to it, I guess. Well, definitely having the name of Joker or Batman or Bruce Wayne or something like yeah. that lends gravity to the story. But just because like those names are there... That doesn't mean that the the you know the underlining story. If you strip everything from it, mm. it doesn't mean that it's not a compelling story on its own. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I say it was just because it, it it's what well, it is because it's a. It makes it more interesting. Well, that's a fact. Well, and not, it makes it, it, I don't want not just more interesting, but that's the, that's what the narrative revolves around, right? The Joker. Like, how can you not get those not just nostalgia, but those ideas of who that character is? Same with like the with Batman or even Superman. There's a movie, Brightburn. I, I think it was a game James Gunn as well, and that's essentially evil Superman. And was it a JJ? That was a JJ. Oh no, it was James Gunn. Okay, yeah, yeah right. James Gunn. Yeah, it's evil Superman essentially, right? And yeah. uh, it was bad, it, it, but it was Superman without the name. So mm-hmm. it was it was Superman going down a dark path. And if I uh, see if you say Red Sun Superman, then those eyes change. What is what is Sun Red? Like what is this character? Who is he about? Or blah blah blah, and that, that engages the 
pop culture endorphins in our brains. So when you have someone say like the Joker, and you don't say him, you don't call him the Joker, you just say a uh, clown man or or some sort of <laughs> along those lines, right? Something that's like Brightburn or just maybe uh, the ki- the joke or the killing. Say that still <laughs> reminds you of a clown kind of character, but it, it seems like the Joker does a lot of heavy weight in our minds when it comes to these characters. I mean, yeah, like definitely because it um. You know, just the Joker when it within itself, it's the character is so you know, t- broken and damaged, and we anything that gives us a little more backstory and how he became who the person he became is going to intrigue the shit out of us because we're fans, right? And we never see that. Like we, yeah, everyone true. in pop culture knows the Joker. Like your grandma's, mm. your mom's grandma knows who the Joker is at some point. <laughs> so to see that character a truth about that character is that we haven't seen it. it's intriguing as hell right it's like how yeah. how did the joker become the joker that kind of thing do we need it really like the comic books they don't do it like why don't they they just this is his backstory this is the joker's backstory and and it's uh, and it's it's because that character lives within a different version of him in our minds right you have the the hilarious one in like the 90s or 80s and then you have like the the killer with nolan and you have different versions of the joker yeah you have that the psychopath who skinned his face and tacked it back yeah on. the super edgy psychopath who, <laughs> who uh yeah who skinned his face and, and like you have the one who the batman who laughs the joker right there's different mythological characters when it uh, when it comes to anyone in really in dc if you put their name like just uh just betty not betty brand but like lois lane Right, mm-hmm. you, if you have a character who's just a random character like uh, Bruce Stacy or something like that, like oh, it's just another love life, but you know, Lois Lane is Superman's love. So when Lois yeah. Lane walks in, everything changes. Same with uh, same with Spider Man and Mary Jane Watson. Right, you just say redhead, and, the, the, and then Mary Jane Watson. There's weight to that character's name, and like, uh, and I forget, I'm forgetting the other characters. Uh, the one who died, who got killed by the goblin, or supposedly got killed by the goblin. But oh, yeah, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, right? Those character names. So when it comes to the Joker, um, I can't help but think about you know the laughing clown who will poison you with a smile on his face, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The definitely like uh, just the name, the Joker, conjures up some images. Yeah. The, what those images are really depends on what era your fandom uh, was born in. Yeah. Yeah. See, you know, it's more complicated me, than an article summing it up in four yeah. different uh, different uh, classes. <laughs> totally, truly. Um, for me, whenever I think of Joker, it's Mark Hamill. Mm. Oh, I, I didn't me, think about that. I'm so sorry. And a lot of um, a lot of us, you know, because because we grew up in that era where the voice of Joker, just like the voice of Batman, was Kevin Conroy. The voice of Joker was Mark Hamill. Absolutely, absolutely. And you ever see recordings of him? Like he's really yeah. he, he morphs his face into that the the performance, right? So then yeah. uh, then I'm curious because uh, w- what if you take the name away from like Mark Hamill? Would he be as popular? Like he's Luke Skywalker, right? But he he's mostly yeah. uh, he's also regarded as the the voice of the Joker. So what if it, it wasn't Mark Hamill's name to that? It was someone else's. Will we keep them with the same reverence? I think so. Yeah. Just because like wait, you look at when uh, Mark Hamill started doing the Joker, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years ago now at this point. If anybody has been doing the Joker for 30 years in, you know, cross 
platforms, mm-hmm. uh, animated film, video games, video game, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, that that person would be synonymous with the Joker. It just so happens that it's Mark Hamill who you know has a double whammy of fandom. Yeah, definitely, right? I don't think a lot of people know that Mark Hamill's the Joker either. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, it, it comes with the the name too, right? Just just Mark Hamill. Can you imagine anyone else but Mark Hamill being the Joker? Same with Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I mean, well, with with the with Mark Hamill. I think, yeah, because he retired from the Joker, what, 10 years ago or something, and only came back when they did Killing Joke, mm. unfortunately. <laughs> but you look at Kevin Conroy, and Kevin Conroy was the voice of Batman throughout. I don't think he I don't think he officially retired from the voice, right? Uh, no. No, yeah. yeah. Hamill always retired. I don't think... I think he'll just jump to the event to record as Batman. Yeah. Yeah, but um, they said uh, uh, David Zasloff, uh, CEO of Warner Discovery, says that they're going to rein in the DC uh, story structure more, and there's going to be less Batman, Yay! which is something. Yeah, something you've been crying for <laughs> well, about five to ten years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get away from Batman. It's 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 in the comics as well. You see. The top five of comics is usually Marvel and maybe a Dark Horse, you know, to some degree. And then you have DC. And then only time, not the only time, but a majority of the time DC rises to top five, it's a Batman comic book. And it's it's usually that's their that's their cash cow that's their go to and who can blame them so to see these uh, to see Warner Brothers get away from that kind of this is our easy out let's satisfy the fans let's put the Joker in there let's put you know let's put Batman and you know all that stuff then yeah absolutely I'm down for that yeah there I I agree with you Uh-oh. to some extent <laughs> well no it's like. Yeah, the DC has a vast uh, you know, plethora of, of superheroes that they could focus on. Maybe not, you know, A-listers, but mm, yeah, Iron Man wasn't an A-lister. Captain America wasn't an A-lister. Well, you know, these are. Uh, he, I feel like Marvel is is weird with their A-listers to begin with. Like, like comparing that to DC, DC's just so more iconic than marvel really because like what is even the a-lister in in the marvel comic books spider-man yeah i don't even X-Men. think i don't even think x-men Fantastic i do See, i think x-men and spider-man but iron man doesn't come to my mind when i think of a-lister you know what i mean because i feel like yeah. he's so he's just you have to reach he's that niche same with captain america like the iconic people i think is x-men because of the animated stuff but also like Spider-Man, and that's really and Wolverine maybe I guess if he's separate. Yeah. But like compared, well, definitely. Yeah. Well, you you'll say Wolverine, mm-hmm. Hulk, and Spider-Man. Hulk, uh, I don't remember Hulk too much, but I can see why. Uh, yeah, I, I can like, see why. I feel like those three are like the pillars that <laughs> Marvel stood on for the longest time. Funny enough. Funny, even though in the story it's the other characters you listed: Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Like those are the A-listers now. But before, it feels like the money. Like how many Spider Mans do we have? Right, like uh, we have what five? Three. Three. Well, three. There's three Spider Mans. Yeah. Well, and then the five, six movies. Yeah, it's six movies. movies. Uh, yeah. See, it's this. It's long. No more. Because there was three Tobys, two, two Andrew, Andrew Garfields, Garfield. and then three. Three. Uh, yeah. Three. Yeah. 
three standalones. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, Tom Holland's, and then he <laughs> sprinkled in. He sprinkled in here and there. Yeah, yeah, but that's just full on. Yeah, exactly. So now you think Batman, and you think the, the Batman's also the main character, but also the A-lister. Like it's a double whammy of of how important that character is. Yeah, truly. Um, don't have. Lot. We pretty much already went through all. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I cut you off with the Batman no. thing. How do you feel about that then? Um, How do you feel about less Batman, more focused characters and other, you know? I think we I'm wonder- all for it, you know? Mm-hmm. what? Well, they, they were... Uh, James Gunn has been James gunning it up on the Twitterverse. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's what... You know, he likes to fuck around. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say troll because he's not really a troll, but like he likes to stoke the flames. All right. If, if anything, he's been uh, posting a whole bunch of uh, different characters, like teasing, I guess you could say. Yeah. Dead Man was one of them. Lobo, obviously, we talked about that last time. And I feel like there was a, a couple more. Yeah. But I'm all for it, you know. Like like I said, uh, DC has a plethora of characters that they could choose for choose from. Yeah. Uh, I don't wouldn't say yeah they're you know feature film ready but at least the you know season of a tv show here and there doesn't you know, just to test the waters right yeah i i like it's, i was along the lines with peacekeeper no peace peacemaker peacemaker gosh dang it i keep forgetting so yeah peacemaker i was i was like oh, who's this character is this really an a-list yeah. kind of character right but uh, i was wrong and the character yeah he wrote was, was really well done and all that good stuff and so i'm, yeah, I'm excited I, to see other characters like that I still wouldn't consider Peacemaker an A-lister, but he's he's definitely surprisingly, you know, he came out of nowhere. Right? Yeah, and you know, it just he. But the thing is, I'm not. I'm, I agree with you. I 100 percent agree with you. But I also I laugh at when the Justice League showed up during the season finale, and he just end. curses. He just curses them out, and it's just like, yep, I would do that too. But they're the Justice League. They're I. Yeah. Are their mythological ideals, and he's just like you, like you screw fish or something like that, <laughs> right? And all that. So it, it's it's funny to see how Gun is gonna kind of muddy the waters in in terms of these characters because we 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 expect something with Batman, right? But the yeah. thing is with Batman, not only does he he do he does kill at, in some instances, right? But also uh, that he, he's not dark and brooding. He, he's he's the the. I, Kevin Smith said it. Uh, he's the voice of comfort during a situ uh, the horrible of situations, right? But yeah, yeah. there's um like say what you will about Batman versus Superman, but that opening scene where you have Bruce Wayne, uh, you know, driving, trying to get to uh, Wayne the Wayne Tower, and then you know the rubble comes down and stuff like that and destruction and mayhem and there's people running obviously but he's the one guy running into you know the falling building and stuff like that that's like a perfect um representation of batman yeah even uh, i i didn't watch the animated series and i hate myself for not watching the animated series how dare (laughs) you <laughs> there's an episode because this is why I'm a flirt. I just watch clips, but there's an episode where a, a character, this young woman, is gonna die, and all she wants from Batman is to hold her hand. And oh, Ace, Ace is from it, um, yeah. is that Ace from the Royal, the Royal Flesh Gang? Okay, the Royal Flesh Gang. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, uh, yeah and he just wants, she just wants him to hold his hand, and I want to see that Batman. All right, I, I I know the ones you listed are are great one off the Joker, right, the Batman and stuff like that, but that's not really the batman 24 7 
right? There, yeah. there are instances, there are situations where he does become that dark knight avenging character but most of the time he he wants to make gotham a better place and he you know you see that with dent he puts his trust in this white knight and it fails and and there's he wants to make it a better place but i don't want to see a dark brooding batman like somewhere like uh, the batman he he was learning but he also had that kind of charisma behind it with Mm -hmm. uh patterson yeah, you want to see some of the Adam West Batman sprinkled in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, and, and you're not right. not in the sense that it's like campy and very sixties of its time. That's the first thing that popped in my head. But yeah, somebody who isn't you know on a hundred percent of the time. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, the, there's a story I don't remember what the fuck I was watching, but it was Batman, right? And he's obviously taking down a bad guy, stuff like that. And there just so happens to be children there. Mm. And the children see him and they get scared and run off. And then so the next the next time you see Batman, he marked his mask to like, you know, gave him the eyebrows and the, the, oh, the, the face and all that stuff. That's so wholesome. <laughs> and I think it was, who was it? Was it, was it Green Lantern? Somebody was like, what's up with the mask? Uh-huh. And he says, I want the bad the bad guys to be scared of me, not children. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, I, I, I love Batman because of that. Right, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I, like, sure, when when you first introduce someone to Batman, you don't want to give them Killing Joke, you don't want to give no, them Dark Knight, no. right, you don't want to give them those, because that, that's already, not just biased, but that paints a completely different image of Batman, you want them to start, like, say, the animated series, to see Batman, and because that, that, yeah. that gives you varying degrees of who, of that character is, so if their, their plan, can't believe I'm saying it, but if Zaslav wants to limit Batman, but make it more focused, hopefully, into that kind mm-hmm. of dynamic, then, well, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I agree with you, um, Marvel released the Thunderbolts lineup officially, oh. and I'm, confused because <laughs> i have i have no idea i don't i don't know shit about the thunderbolts but it looks like they have some bad guys in it yeah uh, i last week a uh, couple of moons yeah. ago i, I said uh, the the thunderbolts were kind of the replacement of the avengers uh, i was mm-hmm. uh, completely wrong they're actually Marvel's version of, I say, I think the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. All right, absolutely. Yeah. So um, that's why it makes sense that they're, they're mostly bad guys. Then again, the Dark Avengers were mostly bad guys as well. I mean, Norman Osborn was leading them. But yeah, yeah it, they're mostly reformed bad guys uh, under charge of, I mean, the same kind of themes with like Amanda Waller, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, right. but at the same time, like, I don't feel the, the lineup I'm seeing doesn't really have any villains that are reformed you know like mm. like let me all right let me read well, Winter soldier he's pretty reformed from like a uh tool of hydra so you got contessa valentina allegra de la florentine i have no idea who the fuck that it's, is it's uh i actually know madam it's madam hydra. madam webb um, madam, madam hydra. hydra yeah madam hydra. madam hydra yeah so is she reformed oh well i, I mean his not. name is <laughs> <laughs> i mean in all names considered with hydra in your name ghost the villain from uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? She's pretty reformed. I mean, she wasn't... Yeah, a little bit. I mean, she's killing people, and now she's... I guess, I'm assuming she's not. I don't know. <laughs> the, the the seed of doubt was planted, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got Red Guardian, who has a fucking axe to grind. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so I'm excited. See, that makes me excited because uh, he could be really racist when he, in, yeah. in, in, a, in a funny way because, like, you're Captain America? Kind of deal. Like, where, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where's Rogers? Um, Yelena Belano- Bela- Belova? Yeah, the, the so, sister. Um, yeah, I'd say. The sister? Yeah, coming from Hawkeye. But, yeah, but was she reformed? Is she reformed? Or was she just, like, a little muddied in, in her her plans? I, I, you know, because, mm. like, we know the uh, the Black Widow society. You know, right. they're agents. They go in. They're spies. essentially go in and kill, create havoc and chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so that... Off, off the bat, they're bad, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really see the point of view of um, the fuck Yel- Yelana, Yelana like making yeah. the switch yeah. of "Hey, I'm good now" because she tried to avenge her sister's death in in Hawkeye, right? Yeah, and at the end of it, it's not really. They, I don't do. Do they work together to bring down the kingpin or anything like that? No. She just goes off and does no, her own thing. No, she's right? just like, all right, I have no beef with you, and leaves, and you know, goes gets the yeah. falafel or something like that. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, that's exactly why she's on the team. She's a little muddied, right? I don't feel mm-hmm. like the Thunderbolts are going to be. Like, I mean, essentially, Suicide Squad, not good, but not necessarily bad in the extent for like Doctor Doom or something like that. Mm, yeah, and then you got Bucky Barnes. Which obviously is, reformed. Yeah, which is funny because I, I I don't know if it's in the article, but I remember reading where he's the most stable <laughs> of, of the group. <laughs> so it's like you have the dude who was brainwashed into being Hydra's assassin, boogeyman kind of deal, killed everyone, including Stark's parents. Is the most this, <laughs> is the yeah. most <laughs> this this Manchurian candidate, this Manchurian soldier <laughs> is the the most. <laughs> mentally sound mentally of, of sound exactly US agent which oh, he's, straight up bad guy yeah straight up bad guy well and, uh, is he though cause well, he, I feel like, like he buckled the, from the the pressure of what society wants him to be to the person well, who you he don't, actually is you don't remember like in in the the Winter Soldier and the Falcon and the Winter mm-hmm. Soldier right mm-hmm. uh, Baron Zemo was saying like the 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 Super Soldier Serum takes whatever's in you and amplifies it, mm-hmm. right? That's why there's only been one uh, Captain Rogers, right? Because he was like the only one pure of heart. Yeah. So you know, just because it amplified, you know, whatever horrific shit that U.S. agent had his in his head, even though you know he's a decorated soldier, anybody should if anybody should have taken up the mantle, it was him, right? Because mm-hmm. he had the rep, right? But, he didn't but the soldier so right, right. Yeah, the soldier children just fucked with his head and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Is that going to be the Black Widow Taskmaster, or is it going to be uh, the a new character kind of? I think it's the Black. I think it looks like the Black Widow. Uh, see the, uh, but it's been a couple of years, hasn't it? Because in the Black yeah. Widow, ta- no, no, it hasn't. I, I was thinking Black Widow was like a couple of years ago, but did she die in that one? Spoilers on Black Widow, but Taskmaster shows up, and did Taskmaster die? I don't... Oh, no, she didn't. I was going to say probably, but... Well, I no, I don't think she... Because at the end, there's all the Black Widows kind of hanging out, and then uh, she's there as well. Yeah, she doesn't... Okay, it is her. How do you feel about yeah. that? Were you, in, like, invested in that character? No, not really. I just, like, Taskmaster, I've heard the name, mm-hmm. but I've never really did any in-depth research or in-depth knowledge of who the character was and stuff like that. You know, it's cool to see Taskmaster, even though it wasn't uh, the direct task Taskmaster from the comics or stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I'm indifferent. Just no comment. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah. Um, interesting though. David Harbour plays Red Guardian. Is going to be filming simultaneously t- uh, Thunderbolts and Stranger Things season five. How is that going to work? I feel like that will have a lot of logistical issues. Yeah. Luckily, he said that they're filming in the same spot, oh, the same place. So like, I'm like a studio somewhere. I don't know. Well, huh. Probably Georgia, because that's where the like the new hub for film filming has become. Right, right, Atlanta, right. Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that he said the the weight and the hair is gonna be, is gonna be the issue. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that. Yeah, I I'm still getting images of of Superman Henry Cavill's character with his mustache because he couldn't shave it because he was filming Mission Impossible. Yeah. So yeah, I. I, I <laughs> But if anything is gonna is gonna like supersede anything else, it's gonna be the Marvel film, right? Right. Netflix. The fuck you guys are sinking <laughs> in. <laughs> I was gonna say someone has to take precedence. Then yeah, Marvel's gonna be like, "Yo, what up? Keep that yeah. beard or something like exactly. that." Exactly. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's interesting to see that they're they're shooting uh, simultaneously, and I guess as an actor, this is the dream for him, mm. you know, because acting as a profession is so volatile or you don't know when your next gig is going to be right you know so him having to do two at the same time even though i'm sure the all the stresses and everything that that's going to be played upon him i I feel like he would rather do that than not yeah it's like it's very volatile and just your name switches overnight you could be this hot piece of a actor (laughs) <laughs> you could be this actor who's very hot in the you know in the terms of the industry right he wants to be in every mm-hmm. show and every tv and every like movie and stuff like that. like chris pratt right chris pratt's been yeah. since from parks and rec guardians and he's been bunny hopping all around but yeah it's for him kind of character it would be difficult to kind of balance that yeah yeah definitely um I'm looking forward to it though is it going to be a tv show or a film thunderbolts yeah I don't remember. I think as of as of right now, it's still a t- uh, still a film. It's still a film. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because yeah, the Thunderbolts with uh, what's her name with Madame Hydra, she's been kind of sprinkled in all the shows, mm-hmm. and she's been like, what is she playing at sort of deal? She appears in uh spoilers uh, by the way, everyone spoilers spoilers, but she appears in Wakanda Forever as one of really? yeah, she appears in that. So that's like that's the connection between all of that. Okay. Um, let's finish off with this last story. Amazon Spider-Man spinoff. Yay. So Sony is taking advantage of their licenses, to say the least. Yeah. They have uh, Spidey shows everywhere. (laughs) And (laughs) you could say it's a web of Spidey shows. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun. So according to Polygon, uh, Sony's going to produce a live action of another live action film the tv show in the spider verse yeah in the spider verse mm. but this time it's going to be a, a silk film uh, it's going to be focused on silk the character yeah um see i'm curious how is this going to coincide with marvel stuff and like, well is, isn't it like really pretty much like known that the, even though they come together occasionally the the marvel and sony stuff mm. are basically separate universes right right but like you have you're that's what's gonna be weird for me because you're gonna have all these characters show up i, I think craven is the next character gonna show up a venom's yeah. in there some way so how the world is i feel like the sony world is gonna become so big that you how can you not have these characters appear in other people's lives 
Well, you have Venom, Carnage, Morbius, yeah, uh, Madam Web, El Muerto, and Rick Craven the Hunter. Yeah, and Craven the Hunter, and it's 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 just weird because it feels like they're two massive worlds. At least Sony's building out to that massive world, and they're gonna coincide in this little itty bitty part when it comes to <laughs> Spider Man. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's this, the square block in Queens, <laughs> the this, this square block, the restaurant that they're able to get right. It, it just feels. It feels it sucks because you know but Silk it, might not show up in a I, I don't know she won't really appear in a Marvel collaboration. But is this them angling towards their long fabled Sinister Sinister Six project that they've tried to be getting off the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sky's the limit with them nowadays, yeah. and just just the idea of a Craven the Manhunter film. Right. Who would have thought mm-hmm. you want Craven and have him have his own film kind of deal because he, he's had a huge impact on Peter Parker's life. It's like a Doc Ock film by itself. Yeah. Like even more. That'd be interesting. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Right. It, like uh, it, it, it would be interesting to have those built, but they're they're on their own path and they're their own pace and to see them coincide with Marvel now and again feels uh, like, like just like that one off crossover that's 12 pages long or something like that. Yeah. I mean, the one downside that I see of this, aside from like all the major ones, where come on, Morbius wasn't. Really <laughs> I still haven't seen Morbius. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I, I don't. Oh God, I should watch it, but I don't. But my it. thing is that Sony doesn't have a you know direct avenue of streaming, so they're relying on Netflix, they're relying on Amazon, they're mm. relying on Hulu, they're relying on all these other other streaming services where they don't have like one specific channel a la Disney Plus or HBO Max to for there could be a hub for all their stuff. Right. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I kind of see that as a negative. Yeah. Because like what you would want to say like 20 million people saw this project on Amazon mm. or 20 million people saw this project on our, per, our on our own streaming service. Right. You know, right, right, yeah. So it kind of brings a claim and kind of more eyes to it. Uh, yeah. I, I want to say it, it's not a good thing, right? I, I do see the the bad things with it, like you said, having this kind of eyes on it, like say HBO. This is the the home of DC, and this is where you can, like for example, with Spider Man, this is the home of Spider Man. You can see all the Spider Mans and stuff like that. But I could also see how how tactical it is. Because mm-hmm. it's very low stakes for them, isn't it? Like you don't have when it comes to those those streaming services, you also get the backlash, and people there's one focus on the backlash: Netflix, Disney. Yeah, right. There's that one person you can blame <laughs> to see what where it went wrong, and it's Netflix. This is what they're doing, and all that stuff. But when it comes to Sony, and you license people out, who do you really blame? You blame Amazon, the middleman, when it, when it comes I to mean, it. it, it it's like a drug I deal. I wouldn't. It's like a drug yeah, see, like, deal. That's the thing. Who do you blame when it comes to it? I wouldn't, mm. and I'm sure you wouldn't either, because, like we said, we have that 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 view of things where we understand it's not necessarily as, as it seems to be on the surface, right? But I'm pretty sure, like the the layman person, you know, like the typical <laughs> viewer, is going to blame Amazon if this show sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see how Sony would be licensing their their properties, right? Uh, they don't have mm-hmm. to produce it. They have someone else, and they just get paid for using that mm-hmm. that character. And to have Silk show up kind of in a live-action capacity, it's cool. 
and I could see how you can flesh out her character. But I I don't know if they will it'll, she'll coincide with Sony's grander scheme of Spider-Man films like Craven and Morbius maybe. Uh, yeah, but there's also like the big massive factor that we need to consider is that as long as Sony keeps cranking out these Spider-Verse TV shows or movies, mm. they're never going to hand back Spider-Man to Marvel. Never, not 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 anymore. Like in the, no, they're never going to do never that. Because back in the day, they, they wanted to keep the properties. They'll just make Amazing Spider-Man. And then uh, they yeah. like that's why there's a Tobey Maguire and there's an Andrew Garfield, right? Because they wanted to keep the properties and they needed another Spider-Man uh, that's not Tobey. So here's Andrew Garfield, yeah. right? So, But now that they've seen... I don't know why they needed to see it, but to see the buying power of Spider-Man alone, like No Way Home, massive mm-hmm. numbers. Right, one of the biggest films post-pandemic, and it's a superhero yeah. film and has to do with other movie characters that people probably are very generationally split, but people still loved it. So yeah, I, but like also this resurgence—not resurgence, because but like this influx of alternative characters, you know, secondary characters, mm. B, B and C D characters from uh, the major comic book characters that they make. You know, they make. Like a Hawkeye, who the fuck would have wanted to watch a Hawkeye TV show, or even the Joker, the Joker film, the success that that had. Right. Seeing that that just because it doesn't necessarily have to be a Spider-Man like direct film, you could do the ancillary characters, and they're still gonna have the fan base there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I don't know about the Joker, but <laughs> I, but Peacemaker, right? Mm-hmm. A character who is a, the, essentially the second bad guy in the Suicide Squad with gun uh, has a TV show. Like uh, yeah. of all characters, right? Even Andor, right? I'm not saying that Andor, but Andor is not the main cast, right? It's the a secondary character who's it's getting relatively good reviews. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Silk, uh, I'm sure, like you said, and like I guess the majority of the industry really says, is that they it, they will get she will get numbers if she's tied with Spider Man to some extent. But uh, yeah, it's it just sucks because you have the character, and if she is good then why not have her interact with another Spider-Man? But that's a whole different can of worms again. Yeah. That we'll probably never see. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's pretty much everything we have for news to discuss. We did watch a animated film yeah. from the DC. <laughs> uh, Green Lantern, My Power Beware. Yeah. Uh, came out this year, right? Yeah. I don't know when, though. March, I want to say. Or probably some, somewhere around so that time. this year early, early 2022 right um it's a relatively modern-esque story you know it's it's focus is uh john stewart as green lantern um and uh basically the story is that something is is decimating you know something decimated uh oa something decimated I don't know what the fuck the others two planets were. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's uh, I forget I forget it too because it, the Hawkman planet, the Hawkman planet, and the human with yellow eyes planet. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, I forget um, the name of it. It's like Adam Strange planet. <laughs> Adam, I did it. I don't know who Adam Strange is. I know that's blasphemy, uh, okay. and I, I what I yeah, think of no. Adam Strange, I think of um of Doctor Strange. Uh, no, no, of uh oh, well, that's true. And I think no, um, Adam Warlock. Yeah, <laughs> I think of Adam Warlock. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Just like 
these characters are basically cutting copies from each other, you know, from the big two, right. and they pretty much have like the same names, the same power, same powers, the same background. But that's my issue with this film is that they throw a lot at you. Like I, I don't know. I think Hot Girl shows up, right? I don't know if that's really her. Um, I want to say I, yes. I mean, yeah. Let's just give it. I, I just want to like, who? <laughs> what other flying eagle lady with a mace is there? I, well, I mean, that's true. You're you're absolutely <laughs> right. And then, but you have a planet of them, so it's, yeah. it's and she doesn't introduce herself as Hot Girl. She uses her actual name. So I kind I don't know her actual name. So when she, but I, yeah, like you said, with the mace, I'm like, okay, I can get the gist of it. And then Adam yeah. Adam Strange comes in, and I'm like, okay, do I have do I have to know this person because they make a huge <laughs> deal when he comes in. Yeah, the the hero of the, oh, the Zandarian the, the, or some shit. I don't right. know, something like it's something that. Something with yeah. a T and something with S, like Sandarian and Targurian. I want to say yeah, Tar- Targurian because the Targurians are the, the hawk people, I think, and the hmm. or the Sana something or other is the the Adam Warlock, uh, Adam Warlock, Adam Strange people. Yeah, but if anything, this movie like raised questions for me pertaining to the live action Hawkman. Like, where did he come from? Is he an alien? <laughs> or did somebody with, like, super knowledge and tech that created the, you know, the wings and the mace and the, all that stuff? Right, know? yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know the hawk lore. All I know is that you, you, you're you right, because there's the one where they're kind of ancient gods destined to be with each uh-huh. other. And then there's the alien aspect. And 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 I, that's just I don't know. It's it's weird because it feels like the film you it's it's for people who really read the comics, you know, kind of do mm-hmm. like you get the you get these when you see Hawk Girl show up, you know it's Hawk Girl. You see Adam Strange, and all those characters, but I, I don't, I don't, I just know kind of the gist of, and I know the main characters, but the gist of the supporting cast. And I'm just like yeah. Adam Strange comes in, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's the legendary warrior Adam Strange." I was like, "Oh, so is that who he is?" <laughs> in disbelief, yeah, in disbelief, yeah. right? And even yeah. Hawk Girl shows up. I'm like, "Okay, I like Hawk Girl because we stay with her a lot <laughs> longer than just Adam yeah. Strange." Yeah, um, I know you said that the movie wasn't really to your liking, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of right there with you. You know, yeah, it's. Okay, so I, I don't know if I, I don't know if you read the comic book or I, I have definitely have not read the comic book. If it's, there's no, even a comic either. book based on this, but I, it's it's very how Jordan, uh, how Jordan, uh, John Stewart focused kind of narrative, right? Yeah, and it's following Hal and like he disappears and what happened to him and so what. But it's I, I don't get enough John Stewart, and in the John Stewart I do get, it's just kind of uh, pieces. I guess. Yeah, like John Stewart uh, being introduced was uh, like the first time we we saw John Stewart on any medium. I think was the Justice League Unlimited, mm. and he always portrayed like the the older, more knowledgeable, you know, more reasonable, if anything, Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, he saw. He tried to see everything. He, he tried to see every angle of whatever was happening before he made decisions. Unlike. Hal Jordan or Guy Gardner that would just go in, run in, gunning, you know? Right, right. He's very honorable. I feel like he has a, a warrior's mentality. Yeah. And in this film, it kind of tries to do that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if it leans too much in the PTSD that he has. Because in the film, he is a... You know, I don't they don't know, even they, say the military, do they? they like Not Marines I mean, you or assume Army? I mean... They, no, they don't. But you you make that assumption because it, shows, it starts off with... Um, somewhere in the Middle East, I would assume, right? And and blowing away 
um, terrorists, I guess you could say. I don't know. Like, it's very yeah. ambiguous because they have AKs, yeah. and if you want to see, they're, they're brown. brown. Let's just brown. put it at that. They're brown people. <laughs> <laughs> they're brown. They speak a different language, so automatically that makes it scary for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you, you see, you see him. He's a sniper. His spotter gets killed, and he has to act. Mm. But you don't really see anything more than that, you know, just in the, the, the PTSD moments that he has where he suffered immensely. And he's bestowed upon by uh, in a, a great one or an ancient? What do you call it? An him? ancient. Yeah. An ancient, yeah. right? He's like directly bestowed upon the Green Lantern Ring, which is later revealed to be Hal Jordan's Green Lantern Ring. Yeah. And then that just kickstarts the narrative where he's trying to get the ring off of him and, and stuff like that. And, uh, like you said for like 10 minutes for 10 minutes and it gets muddled <laughs> it gets really muddled i don't want to just you know crucify this film but it is, it's just very inconsistent it's very inconsistent yeah. inconsistent the structure really is just um, there, there are these characters where there there's a pomp and circumstance when they arrive right like adam strange i'm pretty sure is, is huge in the comics i guess uh, but it, it doesn't really lay into that even mm-hmm. even the dynamic with the green arrow right green arrows in there and uh, he's the one who kind of accompanies uh, Green Lantern <laughs> to uh, find the other Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan. And uh, he, yeah. he they, their dynamic is is they just read, they just like jokes, and then you kind of then at the end of it, they're all it feels like they've been knowing each other for two hours or for years. So just like the yeah. dynamic is just dropped as soon as it's revealed, and it, it's it's inconsistent, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but the moment where uh, how uh, not how Jordan? Uh, John Stewart is taken to the to the Watchtower. Yeah, and then uh, Green Lan- uh, Green Lan- it, it was Martian uh, Man Green Hunter, Arrows there. Martian yeah, Manhunter and, Vixen. and Vixen is there, yeah. and then they they attack, and it it's revealed that um, John Stewart is a Green Lantern. So they that that still a- pissed me off. Them, huh? Yeah, like they they accept him. <laughs> not just know? not just that, but like. It's so dumb. He he, so he looks like a human. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, like, how did he get there? He looks confused, and then they're like, "Attack!" And then they start trying <laughs> to kill this dude. And then, and then the first indication that he's probably a Green Lantern is you know his green construct that comes out mm-hmm. of nowhere, and that should have warning bells through your head. Like if you see and. But they they just keep attacking him until the point where his shirt gets ripped and there's a Green Lantern insignia. And it, it's, it just undercuts, it just feels like, yeah, you guys aren't the, the A-team for this exact reason. Like, Batman's no, the yeah. thinker, uh, Wonder Woman's the, the strategist, and uh, yeah, strategist, and then uh, Superman's the muscle and, and, uh, and hope, <laughs> right? You can see the dynamic there. But those three are just really, really dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever had a job where like in a restaurant or something, if you're working the line oh, and then you're, you first, you start off and you rely on your seniors. Right. But then all of a sudden you're left alone with other green people <laughs> to, you know, man the kitchen and you're like, Oh shit, what's going to happen? <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and green land, green arrow was that guy. Green arrow yeah. was just like watching these other characters who are, are relatively experienced because they're part of the mm-hmm. justice league and just kind of go ham on <laughs> this guy who's like obviously confused doesn't know where he is and it's it yeah it, I, I checked I didn't check out 
but I, I was definitely uninvested from that point on and the whole yeah i i was like after they took off to go to oa i was like all right are you gonna go back to the tower now and then no because we gotta go to you know whatever hawk girl's home planet to see what's going on right. and then i'm like all right are you gonna go back to the watchtower i was like no we gotta go to Adam Warlock's home planet to see what's going on. Right. So <laughs> after every like major re- revelation in the film, I was like, "All right, are you gonna go back to the Justice League?" No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then and conveniently, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are are not present because they're doing their own missions. I I, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, even with Adam Strange coming in, it was an accident because yeah. I, I don't know Adam Strange's background but those those there's like Zeddy or Zeta beams that transport him yeah. different places and he just so happens to fall into that into the area where they're in so True. Uh, I, I, I I don't know if it's because if it's an animated film that they didn't really put much thought into it or, or I, I, I like what do you I just think? Thought the, the story the story wasn't that great because like you could point at a lot of the DC animated films that are, you know, fantastic. Right. I was even thinking, oh, it might have been a length issue, but no, because like all the other animated uh, TV, uh, fi- all the animated films that are but the same amazing length. are the same length. Yeah. yeah. So like Wonder I just Woman think is the fantastic. Hmm. Wonder Woman, uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. I, part one and part two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I don't Constantine. Oh. Like all these films. Justice League, Apocalypse, Justice League, Dark Apocalypse. Like, all these films are the same length, but they're fucking fantastic. Yeah. I don't know, for some reason, the Green Lantern, uh, Beware My Power, isn't great. Yeah. I uh, the, the animation, there has to be something good. <laughs> the, the animation is, uh, <laughs> is pretty good. I, I do like mm-hmm. that it, it reminds me of uh, those classic art styles kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't want to, I want to say Justice league infinity uh unlimited just mm-hmm. league unlimited the kind of art style drifts around towards there and i do like the asymmetrical faces and stuff like that it's like a comic book and it yeah. feels like these characters are comic book characters but animated yeah i mean yeah if anything the animation was was good um everything else <laughs> um, yeah it, it's there's action in it too and, and that's cool um there are some constructs that were really cool. I think there's one construct that, Hal, not Hal, that John conjures, and it's like a minigun. And oh, yeah. that, that was pretty cool. And there's one like <laughs> he, he conjures an MP5. There's one he conjures a knife. So that that, yeah. was, that was really cool them to play around with his his background as a, a military operator. So he has all, yeah, the, all, and, all that stuff. Yeah, the yeah, it was interesting. It was it was cool to see more of the uh, yellow lanterns as well because we mm. saw Sinestro and then we saw. The one chick who was like a witch. I didn't know she was a lantern until I like I paused it and looked like did she have a power ring? Because the other ones I mean, weren't. She had, uh-huh. she had yellow power. Yeah, so. she had the insignia. But w- what I'm saying is that it, her powers were just the chains. I was like, be more imaginative. Like, be more. <laughs> come with up because Sinatra comes up with like a gun at some point. And then he comes with like a like a bunch of spears and knives and stuff like that. You know, stuff that will invoke fear in you. So like she just has yeah. chains, and then it made me doubt. Like, are you a green? Are you a yellow lantern? Even the other, because the other people weren't right. The other uh, henchmen. Um, one were, of them was. One of the, them was. Oh, the yeah, one with the, the eye. The dude. The one? Yeah, the dude with the the eye, the starfish looking. See, even he did. He just did mental attacks. 
And well, no, because he he, he hypnotized uh, John Stewart yeah. and he floated him to him, right? And then he conjured a sword. Yeah, see, he was I, gonna he was gonna knife him I, with the sword. That, that, that feels like that's his only trick. Because <laughs> just when when I think of Yellow Lantern, I just think of you know they're basically Green Lanterns, but more they they, they conjure your fears and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this guy kind of like. Uh, he 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 did like an Xavier mind meld, and then the, and then he starts walking towards it, and it's like what the heck? Just just use just fight him or something. But I don't know. Maybe that's his character, and in, in the comics, uh, yeah. Yeah. So what would you give this film? Oh yeah, like a five. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Yeah, it's if anything can be summed up from it, the animation's cool. Uh, the voice actors, uh, I think Hawkman, the one who played Hawkman, is one is uh, John Stewart's character. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, I, I believe. We uh, go Google machine. <laughs> Green turn. B power. All right, let's see cast. Um, come on, load acting. All right, so oh yeah, Aldous Hodge yeah. played John Stewart. So it's the same guy who played. Uh, Hawkman in the Black Adam. Yeah, and he's uh, he's pretty cool. In this yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody else is a uh, relatively unknown, except for Jimmy Simpson, who played Green Arrow. Mm. He is. If you've seen, um, it's always sunny. Mm. He's one of like the brothers who was like a, a weird rivalry with them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'm it, assuming it's, hilarious it's, effect. Yeah, it's 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 a weird dynamic because if you don't know, um, it's always sunny. Mm. Then explaining the characters is going to be yeah. a, a task within itself. <laughs> that's that's the only of the pictures of looking at the pictures in the cast. That's the only guy uh, other than who played um, John Stewart is the only one I recognize. Yeah, yeah. So the the cast is at least for the main characters is, is relatively known, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just hope they. I wish they did it more justice, but uh, yeah. Which, but okay. So now the question is, mm. can they actually make a good Green Lantern project? Yeah, I, I feel like they could. I mean, uh, what well, animated project or movie project? Just in general, just, in just general? because like we have the 2011 Abomination that came out. <laughs> uh, it almost killed Ryan Reynolds' career, right? Um, and then we have this one. Mm-hmm. There are like other Green Lantern films sprinkled in between them, but I don't feel like they have an impact that the character demands. Uh, I, I don't know why though, because the character yeah. is, is it's relatively easy. I feel because what Hal Jordan, military guy, um, uncovers a dead body and becomes a Green mm-hmm. Lantern, and now he just kind of tackles that responsibility, and it, that's really it. That's really yeah. that's all, that's all, and you can sprinkle in the Sinestro Corps, or you can sprinkle in Parallax. You can sprinkle in all these other characters, and it, it's just him reacting to like he's a fish out of water. Like to the core, even John Stewart is a fish out of water. He doesn't know what to do with this power. So how is that? How is that not hard to do when you? Like, I feel like they get muddled in trying to fill in the fluff. And this film, uh, Beware My Power, is is very guilty of trying to fill in all these characters to try to get the viewer to empathize, or at least the, the comic book viewer to empathize. But it doesn't really meld well to each other. No, I, I agree. Um, it makes me worried for the Green Lantern core TV show that they're doing. 
Oh, really? Because like, we know that they shifted the focus from Hal Jordan and who's the other one? John Guy, Stewart. Was it Guy oh, Gardner? Guy Gardner. John Stewart? Oh, and Adam Scott, wasn't it? Yeah. And then now it's going to be a full on John Stewart. I don't have a problem with that. Why, why do you feel like. No, I don't, I don't have a problem, oh, problem with problem, it. Either. But why do you feel uh, like a little on the fence? Because if they can't get an animation TV program, <laughs> right? <laughs> what's to say that you're gonna get a live action one correct I, yeah i i feel like they just see my in, in their defense i feel like they uh-huh. didn't care about the animation one they, they just wanted something to fill in a slate and let's let's do this so when it comes to the live action stuff i hope that they put more focus on it especially a tv show right there's not as not as high stakes as a movie but at least for a Green Lantern TV show that you have some kind of wiggle room to work around it. But it is also weird that would you want to have a eight episode? I, I think it's eight episodes. I'm just I'm just guessing it's eight episodes of Jon Stewart. That that no. That's what I'm. No. Yeah, it, them cutting the ensemble. Uh, like I I don't know Adam Scott Guy Gardner. I I could care less. I know they're huge in the comics, but I want to see uh, Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan uh, kind of melding together. Yeah, and I feel like with Jon Stewart is something that the way his character comes off, mm. it should be of like the mentor role. Yeah. You know? Um, even though Hal Jordan is the the original it's not uh it's I think it's Adam Scott and like Yeah, Earth Adam One, Scott but and he's magic. But from like uh, Yeah, but he's he's Green Lantern from like the Oh yeah, Hal Jordan, era. yeah, Hal yeah, Adam yeah, Scott, Hal, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and then Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner yeah. and Rain and there's, and there's other characters. But yeah, those are the yeah. the hierarchy <laughs> of ages. Yeah, so you would I would almost have the roles re- reversed mm. where instead of how uh how Jordan being, you know, this the mentor of all the new Earth Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. it would be John Stewart, just because his personality fits a little, a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Just because how uh, gun ho Hal is, and just to have uh-huh. this actually veteran kind of character show up. Yeah, I, I could definitely even seniority wise. I feel like, I mean, it's even even see now. I think even though Hal got it first, you can still have John tutor him. Just because they have a contrast in terms of of their their service in the military, right? Even the branches of the military. Yes, but we know that um, how Jordan was an Air Force pilot, right? We don't know what branch of the military John Stewart was in. Yeah, yet, yet, exactly. But yeah. if you can tell in his professionalism, right, and in the way he carries himself, it's it's like army or or marines or to some extent. Like so you, you can get a Probably, feel. I would, I would, I would say like a Navy SEAL. Navy SEAL, yeah, yeah. Why not? And the high branching yeah. military special operators, right? Any, any of those kinds of uh, kinds of archetypes, you can definitely see in him. So to see him kind of rain down, rain in this uh, this cocky air pilot, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I've been your host, like always, Joel, completed by my good buddy Ernesto. Hey. And uh, thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe, rate us on whatever platform you do listen to. That helps us out a lot. Our plan is to grow the show as much as we possibly can. And hopefully our listeners will help. You know, we never ask you for anything. So, (laughs) (laughs) yes, Yes. you owe us. No, I'm just kidding. You owe us. You don't owe us anything. But (laughs) absolutely. a A like, share, subscribe would 
do us a lot. So do us a, a, a major solid. So thank you very much for this. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Substack and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.